The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast, a member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Jordan Cooney. Hello, SEOs. My name is Jordan Cooney from Previsible. And this week, we're going to discuss optimizing digital marketing through strategic team building and AI. Joining me is Tim Butler, who is the founder and CEO of Innovation Visual, which is a performance-driven digital marketing agency, working with clients across the world, supporting the growth of their online visibility. Today, Tim and I are going to discuss efficiently resourcing your ultimate marketing team. This podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, here's my conversation with Tim Butler, the founder and CEO of Innovation Visual. Tim, welcome to the Voice of Search podcast. Thank you very much for uh, having me on, Jordan. It's great to be here. Yeah, likewise. Um, and, and I love our topics for today and, and what we're diving into. We're, we're really talking about resourcing a really you know, a powerful and effective marketing team. And being on, on the agency side, you probably get to see a lot of different teams and a lot of different types of organizations. So, so you, you have a much better view into this world than, than I think most other people. So you know, let's start off by just understanding, like when we're talking about marketing teams, let's break that down. What, what does that really mean? What, are, what types of groups or specializations do we need to really have a complete marketing team? I suppose that the starting point is the scale of your organization and the scale of the business that you're looking to market. And we typically go from kind of mid-sized up to very large, often international organizations, so they can be more complex in their, their marketing structures. We do actually work with some relatively small but ambitious businesses as well, which have really quite compact marketing teams. But if you think about what people need to do when it comes to creating their ultimate marketing team it really comes down to like what's their strategy going to be and what's their positioning we've got so many things 
that we could do in digital marketing that I think a mistake is trying to do everything. Whereas I think a good CMO or a good um, marketing leader focuses down and says, okay, this is where we can win. This is where we can beat the competitors. This is going to be our strategy to go to market digitally. And then they build in a way that follows the strategy. Now, obviously, that can be more difficult if they're inheriting a team. So they're inheriting a team, maybe it's there's quite a few generalists or they've got people in skills that they, they don't feel they need. And I know, you know, in Europe, it's it's much harder to, to change internal personnel than it is in, in the US. But even then, you, you can have like that um, incumbent kind of momentum um, that, oh, well, we've got, you know, Bob doing social media. We weren't going to do much on social, but we'll we'll keep doing that. I think the best teams actually are, are pretty ruthless and are on a lean and focused towards what's the core strategy of, uh, of that marketing leader's uh, direction. Absolutely. I mean, there's no question that having that focus on the primary goal is is absolutely essential. I love the advice here on the nature of the organization, the size of the organization. One of the interesting things that often comes up as you're forming or developing these teams is specialization versus generalization. Yeah. Right? So do you bring in a generalist to do this work or do you have like a true disciplined expert in that vertical to do the work? Can you maybe share with our listeners how to think about that trajectory, especially going from, say, a small organization to, say, a larger enterprise? I actually think that it's a very, very interesting point because I think quite a few mistakes have been made, kind of particularly from COVID forward. There's been, I think, in a lot of organizations, a real desperate rush to bring a lot of skills in-house on that that specialist kind of vertical, oh, let's not go to an agency for paid, let's do it in-house. Let's not go to an agency for SEO, let's do it in-house. And I think that we're going to see a bit of a pushback over the coming maybe a couple of years. I think it'd be a bit cyclical, but I think we're actually going to see more people looking at their teams and saying, well, hold on, why, why do I have these specialists in my team? So Typically, at Innovation Visual, we work with companies which have, say, two to 15 people in their marketing teams. So they can be quite a, a big scale in terms of the millions of dollars of turnover between two to 15 people because you can get a lot done. But what we're seeing is that some of these digital in-house roles, they were recruited for and actually the need was transitory in some ways. So let's, let's take a scenario like... SEO and the leader thinks, right, we've, we need to work on our SEO. It's part of the core strategy. We want to own search in these, in these certain areas. Rather than paying the agency, let's bring an in-house SEO person. But if you think of the nature of SEO, you've really kind of got three strands. You've got your technical SEO, which is a largely analytical undertaking. You've got your content side SEO, which is about getting the right content on the site, understanding how to join it up, but also that needs to be persuasive content because we're not in an age where we're just cramming a page full of keyword and saying, okay, that's optimized. It has to be persuasive, has to be engaging content. And then maybe the third strand is more your, your digital PR and outreach. Well, those three skills, are, they're very different kind of 
skill sets, attitudes, and abilities. And so you can have this issue where they bring one person in to do SEO, and actually they do one part of it really well, but they're not very good at the other parts. But then also, if you if you take something like technical SEO, when you've solved all the problems for that website, which, you know, a big website can take a while, what you can find is actually, I don't really need this person who's doing a load of technical SEO to do that anymore, because I fixed most of the problems. Right. And so it becomes transitory. And we're, we do a lot now with platforms like HubSpot and marketing automation, we're a, you know, we're a well-respected HubSpot partner. And the team that we have doing a lot of onboarding and implementations, they're fantastic at that. But we have different people doing the activation of campaigns off the back of HubSpot. So you can see if you get a person in, say, to do your setup of HubSpot or marketing automation, again, that skill set's transitory. That work's been largely done in six to nine months. If you bought that role in-house, you're probably paying a lot of money for that person. And then they're underutilized on the backside of the of the work. Right. So it's I think there's a real, a real interesting thing where people are going to find themselves with expensive resources not really working that effectively. And they'll think, actually, I'd have been better off getting an agency in because I could have turned their work down after the six months and and I could then focus my resources in the other area of weakness that I need to bring up. A hundred percent. And I mean, I think you brought up a couple really critical points in this journey, whether you're a, a marketing leader in an organization or you're at an agency and you're supporting uh, a couple of clients. The first thing when it comes to resourcing a great team and understanding the difference between general versus specialized skill sets is utilization. How is the organization going to utilize that individual to best impact the goals that we talked about before? Right. And and I think if you're at an agency, you have to be mindful of that. Like, what is the contact that I'm working with have? What kind of skills do they have? What kind of what kind of expertise do they have? So you can best facilitate or support them if you are being brought in as that expert, at that technical expert, as your example was, was alluding to. So kind of understanding this utilization component is a real key driver of this distinction between generalist versus specialist and, and really where to invest. Yeah. Now Resourcing these teams obviously gets tricky because there's a bunch of different factors at play. But one of the things that I think is interesting here is how important is the cohesiveness of all of these skills in your marketing organization, right? Cohesiveness being, you, you mentioned a few of these, paid versus SEO or design versus you know, development, you know, it really gets tricky. And I gave you those, those, those four functions or skill sets because skills become really important in driving the ultimate team and getting to that, getting to that kind of phase of really having the right people in these roles. How do you think about this distinction of skill sets and where and how to invest in, in people's development of those skills? Yeah, I mean, there's kind of a, a number of different bits that taking that last bit, how do you think about investing in their skills? I think that it's really important if you're if you're going to have a specialist in your team, they need to be really at the cutting edge of what they're doing. They need to be constantly developing their skills, understanding what's new. We operate in such environment that is very, very fluid. There's so much innovation going on that it means that people have got to stay ahead of that. So, I mean, within our business, we're putting people 
you know, through at least eight hours of training every month. So a whole day in a month is dedicated for each person to, to train because our clients are really, they're buying not just what we do, but what we know um, in that expertise area. So it's important to build that up in your internal teams as well as whether you're in an agency or utilizing an agency. But you talked about also differing people and differing skill sets working together collaboratively at the start of, of, of that question. And I think that's very interesting because whilst you do have different skills and you do have different attributes that make you good at different jobs, digital marketing is very, very interconnected. You can't have somebody doing one thing without, you know, referring to what's going on in another area. And therefore, I think it's vital that people do work in a collaborative way. So things that people can adopt that we do, which is we make sure that we have cross-expertise working groups. So when we're working with any client, we don't silo the team. So it's only like marketing automation people working here. It's always like with reference to the content team or if we're working on a site, we're working with UX as well as technical SEO, as well as development and things like that. So you need to make sure that your teams on a practical level are working together and and you join them up proactively there. But also I think a very good thing to do for any organization, whether it's an agency or in-house, is to put your different people into regular brainstorming exercises. So put the different skill sets and the different people into a scenario. You know, it could just be a couple of hours and you say, okay, this month, what we want to do is we want to talk about how to do this better. And by putting all of the different people in that scenario, so you're picking out different groups, what you find is that they naturally feed off each other and they build better ideas. But actually, they understand each other's roles. They understand each other's challenges better. And that's what makes good, coherent teams, understanding and as well as the communication part. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Yeah, that's, that is amazing, the advice. And I think we're, whether it's through the collaboration, the communication components, 
um, that refinement of building an environment where those two components are very fluid really transfers skills and knowledge and creates a strong formation around talent in your marketing team. As we think about this kind of evolution of the team, you know, and, and we go from defining what kind of roles you need, the specialization of those roles, the skills and growth of those team members, let's talk a little bit about alignment. Because marketing teams, I think, have one of the most challenging functions around alignment in an organization. Oftentimes, especially with the nature of our businesses being in the digital landscape, they're very misunderstood, some of the, the driving KPIs or results and how to equate that back to the core business metrics, whether it be sales or leads or what have you. And it's not too dissimilar from, from our, some of our marketing predecessors in the print space or in the, you know, the actual like TV space and in those areas where there's this really difficult challenge of taking what the marketing team does and how they invest their time into what the greater business needs are. Yeah. And so I'd love to understand, Tim, how you take this ultimate marketing team and make it effective throughout an organization, whether it be with product and engineering, whether it be with executives and leadership, whether it be with brand and PR, all these other teams and functions. And how does this team ultimately operate to be truly impactful to the core of the business and in, in, in operating within all those different disciplines that a company might have? Yeah, I think there's, there's a number of different elements to that. I think that to start with, you've got to have good leadership and good, uh, should we say, alignment on the product, but also the need in customers and why the product exists and what it's doing for its customers. We've had a scenario recently with a tech company where they've had a lot of change and they had a real period of wilderness where they didn't have alignment between what they were making, what they were selling, and what they were marketing. And to give you an idea, it was so dysfunctional that at one point, the engineering team said, this is what we're doing, this is what we're making. The sales team said, this is what our customers are buying. And then when the marketing team tried to join those two together and said, okay, this is what we're going to talk about in terms of our messaging to the end user. They actually took what the sales team was saying, what the customers wanted to buy. They took that to engineering to say, hey, can you help us create some content around this because we need to showcase how we can do it so well. And engineering turned around and went, the product doesn't do that. I mean, that's the ultimate fail in terms of alignment. You know, it's literally sales think that they're selling this and the product really can't do it. And that's not the job of the marketing. That's job of the whole organization and the, and the very, very senior leadership. So with that assumed to be correct, that you've got the vision from the leadership, I would always say to marketing people, look for the revenue and connect the revenue to marketing decisions where you can. And so what I mean by that is don't just look at numbers in an analytics report or something and go, oh, revenue here. Try and understand the marketing decisions that you make that influence that actually has on revenue. And with things like, you know, cookies disappearing and problems with, you know, people having 
multiple touch points in the buying journey and that kind of thing. It can be quite hard, but tools do work. We use tools like HubSpot, Clavio, we work with to try and join up those journeys and understand the touch points and the, the, the revenue drivers. Where you have gaps and you have to jump between, okay, well, we've got this number, but we've got revenue over here and we can't quite connect it. You have to use a bit of common sense and you have to look at, uh, you know, what could you extrapolate from that information? So are there some explicit things that you can use, but there might be some implicit things that you can also uncover? And so, you know, we've done things like calculating the value of somebody subscribing to a newsletter. And we've been able to bring that calculation saying, okay, if you get somebody to sign up to this newsletter, that's probably got a value to the business of $7.68 the last time we did it for this particular one. And how we did that was you could then look within your database and you could actually look at your conversion from signing up from newsletter, what's the percentage chance of that person becoming a customer? And then what's the typical average value? Now, it's not perfect, but it actually gives the marketing team that correlation you were talking about between what am I doing today and how is this affecting the actual outcomes for the business, the bigger business goals? So always try and join up, I would say, to revenue where you can and come up with those connections. I love it. There's no question that connections between daily activities and the core business drivers of revenue and growth are, are always at the forefront of any digital marketing investment or team. And I think that that's a great piece of advice for, for our listeners. Transitioning here to our last question on this episode, I have to kind of bleed into our next topic here a little bit, which is how are marketing teams evolving as AI becomes a more influential tool in what we do every day? I'd love to get your perspective on that. And, and it's a great segue into our episode for tomorrow. Yeah. So there's a lot of change at the moment. And I think it is going to have a fundamental change on human behavior and employment. And I think marketing is going to be one of the areas which, are, which is really impacted. It is like the industrial revolution where human society, human civilization um, went from you know, an agricultural-based society to, to producing things in factories. And, you know, Adam Smith's division of labor in the pin factory where people started to do individual jobs. And I think what we're finding now, if you take this in terms of a team makeup for artificial intelligence, is that currently where the AI is really scoring highly is in providing very effective resourcing in very kind of, I would say, segmented operational areas. So you can get AI to write X, you can get AI to create this video, you can get AI to create this image, you can get AI to analyze this data. So if you think AI is always going to be more efficient than the human, because it can work 24-7 and it costs X, it's likely to be cheaper. The human, therefore, is going to become, if you like, the overseer, the person that directs the AI, that understands, well, why should we create that video? Why should we create that image? Why should why should we use that text? Or what, what's that text going to do? So I think that if you're junior in marketing at the moment, it's important to get a broad understanding of the real principles of marketing and the essence of marketing, which is persuasion, 
if you're senior in marketing, you need to really get a grip on how your organization can get efficiencies within its marketing to give you efficiency and better operational effectiveness in terms of performance and have that oversight. And I think we will be seeing smaller marketing teams, but I think we will be seeing those marketing teams leaning on agencies that have the understanding of AI much more strongly because I think they're going to struggle to keep abreast of such a fast-moving landscape. And I think that's where agencies can really score and help their clients because they are, by their nature, always looking at the next thing and always look at the, the, the thing in the future coming down the line. That's my sense on it. But there's a lot to talk about, isn't there, on AI? So we should do a whole other episode on it. <laughs> That's a great lead-in, Tim. And absolutely, we will do another episode on AI. And I 100% agree that efficiency in teams is going to be a big driver here. But for today, that wraps up this episode of the Voice of Search podcast. Thank you to Tim Butler, founder and CEO of Innovation Visual, for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Tim and I are going to discuss using AI to improve digital marketing. If you can't wait until our next episode and would like to learn more about Tim, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can also contact him on X, where his handle is at innovationviz, V-I-S, or visit his company website, innovationvisual.com. Okay, thanks to Jordan Cooney, the founder of Previsible. If you'd like to get in touch with Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is JT Cooney, that's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you can visit his company's website, which is previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet, and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data. 